Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is January 27th. It is Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the Wednesday Night War podcast on Fightful.com. I'm joined by Robert DeFelice. I'm joined by Alex Palowski. And you know what? I might just be joined by both of these guys Sunday uh, in, in maybe the same capacity, maybe different capacities. We are doing a Royal Rumble watch-along over on YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. We're trying to get those watch hours up, my guys. So we'll be doing one for the men's and women's Royal Rumble. But then Alex is going to join me on the post-show. Alex, are you excited? I'm very excited. And not just about that. My Milwaukee Bucks defeated your Tampa Bay Raptors tonight, Sean. So yeah, so I I, really- I'm, in a, I'm in a rare good mood. I really do wish they were the Louisville Raptors right now. You have no idea. It'd be a lot better. We've got Robert D. Felice. You can catch him every single day, it seems, at Fightful.com. Kicking ass, taking names. I'm a hoodlum, Sean. You are. Well, tonight um, you're going to do hoodlum things with your friends, and we're going to talk about that. AEW Dynamite, uh, NXT, we're going to break it all down. Let's start with AEW. Eddie Kingston. Lance Archer, what I feel like if they if they put this on Revolution, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. They put this on Revolution because of these two guys that um, that that had have been feuding and had some issues for quite a while. By the way, guys, I forgot to mention thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Check out our predictions video for the Royal Rumble, but also get in your super chats. Nerd Guru first off says, "Is Alex okay? That sour graps is very sour." Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I got a little Joker-fied last night, as a viewer put it. Uh, just realizing that the Peacock deal means that Raw will never, ever, ever get better kind of yeah. broke me. So, so I think I'm okay now, but we'll see how I do next week after watching Raw. Well, I thought this was it was a pretty good uh, kickoff to AEW, and like I said, these guys have been feuding for so long. I gotta get I gotta get used to not waving my hand 
in front of <laughs> this while I talk. I'm trying new new angles. I want to give you guys different angles for each show. But I, Robert, I thought that this was something that that AEW has a different approach. They kick off shows with important stuff all the time. Yeah, and I um, thought this was fitting. This was a pay per view quality match. This felt like, and I know some people didn't get a chance to see it. It is up on YouTube now if yeah. you did not. So check it out. It's a great match. Eddie Kingston got a win with like an old school. Allie gave him a knuckle duster. Uh, <laughs> he, he hits Lance Archer. They dragged uh, Jake Roberts out there. Poor guy. It's good to see him get physical just to know that he can. But. This seemed like the right guy went over. I think Lance Archer would be in mid-card purgatory if they had one. It seems like that's where Lance Archer would go. Yeah, and they they find ways to keep him relevant though. Like he, he it's like the only people that beat him are the these final bosses, so to speak, type of thing. Like those he's only losing to top guys, but as far as Eddie Kingston winning, he needed a big win like this because if yeah. they want to keep him relevant, he's he, he eventually has to walk the walk on the show. Yeah, and I do think that Eddie Kingston's a guy everybody sees money in, especially after that feud with Moxley. There's a great feature up on Fightful right now yeah. about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is the guy, and everybody knows it. It's just a matter of finding a spot for the guy. Uh, Molly Bell rocked it with that feature. I gotta tell everybody to go check that out, please. She is she's doing incredible stuff. But I love the brass knuckles. I love it. Uh, Butcher and the Blade held Lance Archer's Eddie Kingston beat on him some more. I also love this John Moxley promo. It sort of it, it sort of poked fun at the situation, and he's like, uh, "All right, well, I don't really care what's going on with all them. Uh, it's it's annoying, it's confusing, but they pissed me off, so that's why I'm after them." What do you think of this? I think this was uh, Impact Wrestling should take notes. This is meta done right. John Moxley basically craps on the fact that okay, so they're friends and they're all friends with Kenny, but they're not. They're all together, kind of, because Japan. And now I'm going to team with uh, the Lucha Brothers and Pac, even though they were all friends with Eddie and beating me up, but now they're not. I don't know. I'm a simple guy. I like my beer cold. I like my coffee hot. I like to have sex in the morning because it's the best way to start a day. So there is that bit of information out there. John Moxley (laughs) is so good. John Moxley with no restraints is I can't believe it was like 14, 15 months ago that he was just talking about inoculations. And it just seems like a different time. I don't know. It seems like he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. (laughs) Based on, seems like maybe, maybe Vince was a visionary after all. (laughs) I guess so. Up yours, Effie. He had four (laughs) great ideas. (laughs) But Evan Wright says, was waiting on Davey during the the Archer beatdown. And Daniel says, uh, Moxley, best promo in wrestling? If not, then who? I think there's a lot of great promos in wrestling right now. But Moxley is really good at, like, in this situation, I'd be like, man, what could he say? 
what could he say without seeming ridiculous? And he finds a way to do it. And Alex, that's that that's that's art. <laughs> yeah. Um uh what I love about Moxley is that it just feels effortless. Like he's just going out there and saying some words and they they all string together to mean something important, or or he just like oh, this it doesn't matter. I just like to fight. You know what I mean? Like, and that, and that, and that, that endears you to a professional fighter. You know what I mean? Like they, like there's no bigger, grander scheme here. I just like punching people in the face. Yeah. That's kind of fun for me. And like, I like that guy. That's no nonsense. I like that. But as far as like, who's the best promo, he's got a lot of competition on his, in his own locker room yeah. from, from, from different kinds of promos. Like Eddie Kingston will make you believe that everything in life is vitally important but nothing more so than getting in the ring and punching somebody in the face, which is great. And then, you know, we see later, Pac is a completely different kind of promo yes. where he's just marching around and, and building, building big bollocks and all this kind of crap. He's great, too. There are some really great promos in that AEW locker room. Brian Heath says, I think if John Silver didn't exist, John Moxley would be my favorite wrestler. Well, it, it seems like he's a lot of people's favorite wrestler. Uh, I guess now's a fair time to plug that, I'm doing these YouTube wrestling roundups again this year where I look at the most viewed videos, uh, first run videos, not like full matches and stuff like that from WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW. And he's a monster draw, like monster, monster draw for AEW New Japan. Like, and, and it's wild. I'll throw this name out there. Moxley, Jericho, Orange Cassidy, neck and neck with both of them unreal stuff so i mean uh stay on the lookout for those they'll be up early on fightful select but john moxley rocked that last year too and he didn't even have a full year to do that last year he had like half a year and was was kicking ass in doing so a reminder guys get those super chats in let's go ahead and talk about that pack promo boy he he does it so well this is him and it's what he does robert I, I just love him being able to do it. Yeah, I want to talk about the production of this real quick. I love the aesthetic, but I have to ask, are they really not paying him enough that the TV he has is not only a tube TV, but it's one with like an attached VCR and composite cables? I have questions about the paycheck he's receiving. VHS is that- back in, man. People are collecting VHS tapes again. <sighs> I guess so. It's like, that, the, it's like the vinyl craze from about a decade ago. Now everybody's back yes. on VHS. There's a lot of people that, that are. Um, I, I kind of dig that AEW, it's like, you know what? They could do their promos in one ridiculously drab area, or they could do it in just a multitude of completely ridiculous areas. And I, I really would rather them do that. Nerguru says Mox's competition for best promo is Roman, I think. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick at all. Roman is very good. Roman is lifting Friday nights up off the ground. Uh, but this pack promo, awesome. As Alex would say, coked up pirate 100%. And he's he's so good at what he does. Roman is full on Greg Jennings with a broken leg on Madden, putting the team on his back on Friday nights. And I respect that, but Oh man, the AEW has got a lot more that they're working with, but uh, this sting Darby Allen thing, I just want to say when it kicked off, I was like, man, I haven't heard this sting in a long time. 
it's just it's him. He's talking. He can talk really good. And I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, then he, then we get into the hoodlum territory. Now, I love the promo until then. And to be honest with you, I love the promo regardless because I laughed hard. He goes, he goes, no, Darby is a hoodlum. And then Darby <laughs> throws a skateboard through a window. <laughs> You see, and he does. He does one of my my most hated tropes. You see, oh god! And when, my my hoodlum was out the the entire time, and the, when it came back, it came back for me to see Darby Allen and Sting standing in I don't know some old warehouse, and hood and and all I see is Darby Allen just do this, and he takes the skateboard. And throw, the first thing I see is him throw the skateboard through the window. And I go, well, why'd you throw away your skateboard? He turns turns to the camera and goes, I'm a hoodlum. And I, I lost it. I had no context for what they were talking about. It's so fucking funny. I, what the hell? Oh, God. It's I, I, did, I think of like those old 80s promos like, tell him, Hawk. And then Hawk just throws a skateboard through a window. <laughs> I don't got to tell him anything. <laughs> this... This felt like a deleted scene from the <laughs> Sting Moment of Truth movie where he comes to the realization that he's found Christ. I, Sting is great. I think that this is the best utilization of Sting, but they could have reshot this. <laughs> Just a no, I'm so glad this happened. Like, here's the thing. If we get like one thing every few weeks that's so stupid on AEW that we can laugh at it, then I'm okay. It's when it becomes multiple things and we can't laugh at it anymore. That's when I got a big problem. But Darby, Darby doesn't do great vignettes or, or great promos, rather, I should say. Uh, they usually keep it short and sweet. But even then, sometimes it's an uphill battle. Uh, but at least it doesn't take up too much of our time. Sting then threw a bat through the <laughs> Yeah, you guys are focusing on the skateboard. No, he looks at Sting and he says... Just like you. And Sting just decides, oh, I know. I have a bat. I'll break a window, too. Guys, Sting's got a lot of money. Oh, and God. I know that for a fact. Why is he in an abandoned warehouse? What's yeah. happening here? We're going we're gonna to see him dragging around Nancy Pelosi's podium next. Like- <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, when I hear the word hoodlum, what is, and also from their locale, it conjured up. The, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where the Foot, can't, foot Clan yeah. lived. A bunch of 12-year-olds smoking cigars and playing eight ball. Danny's going to be walking around there with April O'Neil's $20 bill. That's right. Oh, That's no. Right. We play video games here. We smoke cigarettes even though we're underage. Oh. We're hoodlums. Oh, man, it's great. Oh, my God. Iroko Saki is their exalted one. The the yeah. original shredder. Oh right. my god! Why don't you come to Nashville payday if they keep it going? Yeah. There we go. There we go. We just booked an entire angle in our heads. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Sorry about that. Got to got to recover a little bit. MJF and uh, Chris Jericho beat the Hollywood Blondes. Hollywood Blondes get some good offense. I love the MJF roll into the tag. Like he he sold the dropkick rolled back and tagged Jericho. Boy, Jericho was just so happy to win with a lion salt on this night. Like he did it on purpose, obviously. You know, I almost wrote an article about it. 
And then I said, I'm not going to feed into the ego because that's what he wants. And I'm not going to give it to him. What? He, that's what I want. I want those retweets. The, the camera uh, pans in on Jericho. He's cheesing with his hand on his chin. Oh, look at me. I just won with the lion salt. I wish he'd win more with it because you need to win with more moves than just the lion tamer or the Judas effect. But it's it was clearly just an FU for last week. Varsity blondes look great. I'm waiting for my Griff Garrison is all elite. Uh, image, but I'm guessing we'll get there when Brian Pillman can officially sign as well. So was that last week when when the the other one happened? Yeah. So they would have okay. Yeah. So they like he decided like immediately after. Ah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. He went to the back, looked at Twitter, came out, and was like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, because they they would have filmed that Thursday. So he was like, "All right." So it was fresh in his head then. So he felt like he he owned this even more. Uh, Sammy and MJF are not keen on each other still. And MJF backstage tells Sammy that he's not paying Wardlow this week. And Sammy's just not dealing with it. He's not having the shit. Do yeah. You think, I, do you think we get this at Revolution? Not yet, but I like it. Because clearly they've lost the plot with the inner circle. It was good when Jericho was champ. They have floundered ever since he lost it. Sammy is... The baby face. MJF is just an asshole. Everybody knows it. And it seems like the ones getting lost in the shuffle are Santana Ortiz, but I'm sure they'll find their way. They're all in the tag battle royal next week. So I'm guessing Sammy eliminates MJF. And I mean, they this has been a fairly slow burn, Alex. I mean, it's been three months since full gear. And we, we've had a couple of matches. We had Wardlow and, and, and Hager, and we had the tag match. But, I mean, the, this is a sl- another slow build, and I like it. I like just a crumb here every week or, like, not not the whole thing. Yeah. No, if they, yeah. I mean, we, we – I don't want to compare. Uh, other, other, other companies might have, you know, people yes. like this who are in a feud, you know, maybe have 15, 16 matches uh, over the course of a few weeks. Um, this – is great because something like this where MJF, I mean, what I love about it is that depending on how you personally feel about MJF in this moment, you can decide whether or not he's being sincere or facetious when he comes in. I want to talk to you, Sammy. I want to apologize for what happened. Like, is, is he actually trying to apologize or is he like Sammy believes just full of it? And I like that there's that dichotomy there and that that gray area. And so you really don't know. And I also love watching MJF's face as Sammy gets in his face and MJM getting get, getting madder and madder. Maybe he didn't want to punch Sammy's lights out when he walked in, but now he does. So all of a sudden, now it's another build. We can get another chapter of that before we eventually, whenever that is, happen to get a one-on-one match between Sammy Guevara and MJF. And then, as I'm off, off fond of saying, in a dozen years, we'll look back on the MJF versus Sammy Guevara feud in AEW as being this amazing thing. Like, we had no idea where those guys were going to go in a decade. And it's it's going to be pretty cool to see. Well, Josh Cardenas says, Hope they replace Shaq with Moose or Chris Bay. We heard from Shaq. And then, boy, did we ever hear from Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I compared it to the the Chris Evans on Not Another Teen Movie. I'm a straight shooter. 
I don't like to waste any time. I go right to the point. Ain't nobody going to break on my stride. Ain't nobody going to hold me down. Oh, no. I was like, get to the point. Here's the point. Red Velvet's facing Jade Cargill with Cody, not Brandy. She's having a kid. Along the way, Arn Anderson had the unmitigated gall to say that Shaquille O'Neal was dominant in his sport for 19 seasons. And I was like, hold on. I seem to remember the Cavs and the Celtics in there near the end. And I don't remember dominance. I mean, dominant for a decade? Sure. I'll even give you 15 years, Arn. But 19? Okay. (laughs) Well, Justin Lopez brings up a good point. The NBA wasn't going to have an all-star game this year, but now it's rumored to be on March 7th. And TNT usually carries that game. So we got to see if Shaq can make the pay-per-view if the rumors are true. Well, if that's even on the table, then shame on them for plugging the pay-per-view with this match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that should be something that was figured out ahead of time. And I, I don't know who carries the NBA All-Star game. I would assume TNT because it's the only network that airs NBA that actually matters. Like, it's the only thing. They make it so much more fun to watch NBA on, on TNT. But, um, yeah, like, I would assume that they've already got that sort of figured out but we don't got to talk anymore about this because that's all that it was besides Arn talking a really long time robert yeah this why is this not just cody versus Shaq? i get it i get that they're building towards gotta get that workhorse jade cargill in there they can do this on dynamite i don't know why we are entertaining this idea that there needs to be a female component of this match. And that's not me saying anything for the people in the comments who are going to try to say something. Look, I want AEW's women's division to get more time. I don't think Jade Cargill is the missing link to the AEW women's division having a great success. I just think it's Cody versus Shaq. Now that Brandy's out, just pivot. Just pivot, go somewhere else. You don't need to do this and rush this. Owenak says, I love the Darby Sting promo. It was old school. They're promoting a street fight. It was cool. I mean, it wasn't good, but if you <laughs> liked it, more power to you. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the guy who yeah. also helped Robocop fight off the horsemen. So Sting's got true. some competition yeah. in there. It's true. We see a promo for the Kip Sabian Penelope Ford wedding. I'll have some news on Kip Sabian on Fightful Select coming up soon. Hangman Page defeated Ryan Nemeth and if if you wondered whose brother he was, you were reminded <sighs> repeatedly. Oh god. So I never saw FCW. I wasn't living in Florida at the time Lucky and it you. wasn't available. Uh Riley Pierce never saw him wrestle. I don't know why he chose this moment to be like I am I'm not just Dolph Ziggler's brother. I'm Dolph Ziggler from 10 years ago. I've got the same shorts, same haircut. I'm going to do the Ravishing Rick Rude neckbreaker. I'm going to do the handstand while I have you on the ground. This was just uh, 10 years ago, Dolph Ziggler, and I don't get it. And, and not as good either. No no disrespect to the man, but give him some reps on Dark. Like you, you just mentioned, they could do this on Dark. If this was a rib on Dolph... They could have done it on dark. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this needed a bunch of time and offense on one of the top single stars in AEW on Dynamite when Ryan hadn't wrestled, I don't think, since 2018. And, I mean, a little bit rusty in there, it looked like. And, again, 
you're you're gonna have that. But yeah, Hangman Page one. I, I didn't think this was good though. Uh, anything on this, Alex? Uh, you 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 hit it on the head. I mean, yeah. I, I I think I think honestly, they could, it 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 could it could be funny if like if he's actually trying to be his brother from ten years ago. Like if he went all out and did like catchphrases and and st- like I sure that might be fun. But what is it doing in a program in in a, anywhere near Adam Page? Like you could do that with the Hollywood Blondes. Like a dude, yeah. you don't need to be this. And yes, dark is the place for that kind of stuff. Nerd Guru says he really should have screamed. It should have been me. <laughs> I, I think that's what he was doing symbolically with every yeah. move he made. And yes. The thing is, Matt Hardy's there. And I'm assuming Matt Hardy's there watching Ryan. Like, okay, he'll take him under his wing. And then he cuts this promo about how well, he knows. Well, then that- he watched the match and he said, pivoting. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so. Because <laughs> uh, he says how Adam Page, he was there at Stadium Stampede. He knows that he had a lot of love for the elite, but Adam is a good person and deserves to be treated well. They are really treating Adam Page like the star of a bad r- romantic comedy. It's it's getting kind of fun. I, I really like it. Bryant Heath says Hangman Page slogan on his name graphic was hilarious and a great way to advance his story. I missed it. What was it? I did not get a chance to look at it uh, uh, I, uh molly tweeted about it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go find it okay i thought it was funny too so yeah i mean i've been really enjoying this uh, to me it's a slow 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 burn to hangman page beating kenny omega down the line like in that's what i think the goal should be you have to make another top of the level line guy oh carrying emotional baggage yeah accompanied that's by fantastic. crippling emotional baggage that's fantastic that, that's <laughs> that's really good that's top notch jungle boy defeated dax harwood uh <laughs> we uh had evan wright saying jungle boy sing-alongs made me think of alex and <laughs> i mean this this was good stuff uh valab says Dax versus Jungle Boy was fantastic. Jungle Boy's kickouts had perfect timing. Believed in so many near falls, he's already a star and getting better. When they signed him, I didn't know anything about him. And I was like, how good is he? Well, he's very, very good. I I think that he's he's killing it right now. And I loved Tully, uh, Cash, and Luchasaurus all tethered together outside. It was so ridiculous. I loved it. Uh, Robert, how'd you feel about this match? This was by far the greatest thing on tonight's episode of Dynamite. It was so good. Dax is great. Jungle Boy is money in the making, and he he already has the great sing-along. The crowd was loud tonight with uh, Tarzan Boy, and that's fantastic. Great near fall on a powerbomb. I thought the referee hit three, and it was like two and 15, 16. It's fantastic. Uh, I didn't know Jungle Boy was doing the STF, but I like it. And I'm surprised that Dax tapped as quickly as he did, but it was a great way to get the guy over. And immediately we're going to beat the crap out of you because we're going to get our heat. Dax, and this match ruled. It ruled. Also what ruled is 67-year-old Tully Blanchard so excited to do a spike gotch pile driver that he falls face first onto Dax. Damn he's, right. like, you know, he's like, you know what, guys? I didn't take any bumps since I was 34, 35 years old. I still got some on this card. Let's go. He was all for it. I love the slingshot moves as well. 
This kicked ass. You all should go watch this. This was really, really good. This could be the tag team title program, and there would be no issue there because they're just putting emphasis on the greatness of their teams. The powder yeah. from Tully to Luchasaurus, cutting off the dinosaur horns. Like, oh. it's, it's so cheeky, but like they can tell that story. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are the right kind of character in AEW, and I have nothing but praise for all of this. The, the cutting off the horns. Really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Falab says, why is everyone uh, talking at Hangman, but not to Hangman? That's a really good question. Yeah. He ain't wrong here. Yeah. I think yeah. Dark Order is trying. And eventually, yes. Dark Order is going to say, we're here for you, and he will join them. That's the way yeah. I'm going. But who knows? Matt Hardy... He does have a lot of money. He does have a big locker room. It might be uh, enticing. To me, I think the way you get him to join, like it's got to be like negative one with his hand outstretched saying, join us. Like to me, we are your, we are your family now. And it, Oh God. Like, and, and negative one is a performer, (laughs) man. He popped Taz on Excalibur. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. He popped Taz. Oh. It's, they got it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, that was a fantastic question, by the way. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Taz and company cut a promo. You know the drill. Dr. Britt Baker defeats Shayna. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker has just gotten real goddamn good, real goddamn fast. Everybody who said... Look, she's not she's not ready for television. She's not gonna be any good. She fucking sucks. In October 2019 looks real stupid now. She has trained her ass off. She's got great transitions. Um, Shayna has some work for TV to do. Like she seems like the person that you would see pop up like at an indie, and you'd be like, Oh, she's good. They should give her a look, but still needs to work like TV stuff. Uh Robert Britt Baker gets the win really beats the living shit out of Shayna after this. It made sense because she's building to, quite frankly, what might actually be the biggest AEW women's match that they've had so far next week. Yeah, I'm getting tired of coming on this podcast and saying she should be the women's champion. There's no reason nope. that she isn't. I'm hoping she wins the Eliminator. That out of the way, this is a perfect match to get her ready for next week. Next week should be the best match in AEW women's division history. They don't have a high bar to break. And I have a lot of faith in the story that they've told that the story will carry it further than any work in the ring could. Yeah. And and the thing is, I have a lot of confidence in the work that they're going to do in the ring because you're talking about two of the baddest chicks in wrestling right now that, I mean, Britt got the reputation that she got. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, Adam Cole's girlfriend, and she was on All In, and she was the first signing. And then you know what happened? She got a concussion. She fought through the match. She got her fucking face busted. She fought through the match, tore up her knee, came back early to do tooth and nail. She is tough as hell. And if there's anybody that's going to test that, it's going to be Thunder Rosa, who is just, she is leading the charge for so many people. Like you guys are going to start seeing a direct correlation to the Texas independent scene 
and a lot of the work that Thunder Rosa and the people that she's around put in there. Um, my God, I can't wait for that. Probably one of my most anticipated AEW Dynamite matches ever, and I'm very excited for next week. The thing is, it's looking real good for yeah. the women's division because right after that, they announced coming soon, uh, Rio's back. She's going to face Serena Deeb. That could be technically one of the best matches in AEW, period. Never yeah, mind so, man or woman. So That's last week, good. last week I didn't see the flag that was up on there. And I, I had people from AEW that watched the show and they're like, yeah, they're trying to get, they're trying to get the girls back. And they did. So good on them. Ryan B. Jam says, not sure what group you use for this, but someone should beat down all the dark order, then threaten to beat negative one up. And Paige comes out to save him. Eddie Kingston can do it. Eddie Kingston can do anything. Yeah. And here's all. Oh, here's a way you can set it up. I touch squirrels. Wow. Says next week, Eddie Kingston and his family are going to try to get Adam Page to join them. And he, how about this? He says no. And he takes it. He takes it personally. Rob yeah. Wilkins says did not have Tully hitting a spike pile driver on Aaron Anderson cutting a 13 minute promo. <laughs> it felt like, like you know, when Debbie, when people like do those retrospectives. And they're like, the Ultimate Warrior cut a 25-minute promo. It was like six minutes on Nitro. <laughs> they just felt like it. That's how this felt. And it was him getting to one point. Love of God. Uh, reminder, guys, get those Super Chats in. We'll read them on the air. Lots of stuff to talk about. Oh, boy. So um, Also, uh, Evan Wright says, Ricky shoulder pressing that fool popped me big. He's really good. Yeah. He's just so funny, and he's so entertaining. He's going to be a big-time star. Well, Young Bucks and the Good Brothers defeated Dark Order. We have a bunch of Super Chats about this, but Kenny Omega pops up beforehand with a dramatic Don Callis, Alex. (laughs) The Young Bucks are not happy. Kenny Omega is not happy. Do you think think they they put the pieces back together, or is this – Real dissension, so to speak. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I really am enjoying a lot of the stuff that they're doing uh, back and forth with, with, with Impact, and how much that's going to, like, you know, extend uh, beyond. Um, the, um, I, I, Don Callis is just a nut, and uh, I, but I, I, I appreciate, like, you know, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers, like, having personal beef. Like, you know, that they one's the tag champs of one and the other one's the tag champs of the other one. They probably have that, you know, it's a, every, everything in wrestling is a dick measuring contest. So I can understand why those two guys don't, those two teams don't really love each other. And Kenny is not great at being the middleman because Kenny's all about Kenny. So I, Don Callis is all about Don Callis. So I like that there's, there should be some dissension in the ranks at this point, but a lot, not too much. Let's not break them up like the hurt business already. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a, uh... I'm glad I'm not on sour graps. <laughs> Brian Heath says John Silver is the best hot tag ever. I love it that John Silver plays like the big man in this stuff. Like it is such a say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A great role for him because he's very clearly not, but he can work like a big man that I really, really love it. Uh, Bryant Heath says, anyone starting to get tired of the Bucks slipping back and forth between heel and baby face? No, I don't care. I don't mind. I like multi-dimensional stuff. Just because somebody is a face or a heel doesn't mean they should be one-dimensional. That we have been conditioned for so long. Who's the baby face? Who's the heel? I don't care. I just want to care about the story. Robert, do you stand on any either side of the fence on something like that? These guys are the exception, not the rule, but I think they are an exception that if more people followed, we could see more characters with dimension, but it's clear that when they're working with their friends, they can tell this story better than when they're, you know, working with FTR and they're trying to get that story over. This story it works they're clearly done with Don Callis and Don Callis' shit. I have to agree. Uh, I don't know where the Good Brothers side here because they're just sort of, they want to be with their friends, but they're also impact contracted talent. And the addition of the Young Bucks to next week's Battle Royal and the announcement that they get to pick their opponent all but says to me, at Revolution, it will be the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. My only question is, is it title for title? Yeah, that's the thing. And Nerd Guru says, what are the tag title feuds in this Bullet Club stuff? I assume he means as far as the titles. Um, so I don't know where that'll land, but they did. The Young Bucks did say, we're in the Battle Royal too, and we get to handpick our opponents if we win. I love that stipulation. It makes the match more important. And this match ruled. This match was very good. It was so entertaining. Uh, Evan Wright says that they have perfected the art of multi-man matches. They have. They're they're incredible at them. And that wasn't even the most amazing thing that I saw out of all that stuff. Because after this, Boris Neznovich said, who has the better suicide dive, Darby Allen or Phoenix? On this night, it was Phoenix. Because he <laughs> dove through the goddamn ropes and unintentionally straddled the guardrail and said, you know what? I'm just going to chill here alex <laughs> i i don't know if if that suicide dive and then the improv like i'm just hanging out here yeah astride <laughs> the barricade i don't know if that was better or what happened a second later kenny omega's one shoed cell of a paradigm shift yes. i don't know which thing was better on the post-match stuff they're the, both amazing that that's how you should dive not the lean no. through the ropes no, with no, your no, hands no. crossed and nudge a person thing. Because no. the reality is you could roll outside the ring and push somebody harder <laughs> than what a lot of these people are doing. Yeah. Uh, Daniel R says, Phoenix is so good. What took them so long? Who should they push next? I, uh, I, you stay on Phoenix because Phoenix is that good. Phoenix yeah. is as good as 96 Ray, and he is of an era that can actually be put in the main event with that caliber of ability. And 
damn it, I'm here for it because he hit a missile drop kick and he had delayed time in the air. <laughs> and that is just something you do not see every day. I love that comparison to 96 Ray. I love it. And I don't think you could uh, hit the nail on the head more. Evanite <laughs> says, are they just trolling Tomatonga at this point with all the Bullet Club mentions on air? <laughs> I hope so. And yeah. I hope so for a lot of reasons. One, because Tomatonga talking is very entertaining in general. Uh, my God. He's, he's just really, really great. He's, he is. He's fantastic. And I'd like to see him in this mix. At, I'm waiting for that working agreement so that we can get yeah. him on American TV. I hope so. That was AEW. It was very good. A reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Also, donate a super chat. Get your questions or statement thread on the air. It would mean a lot. Dusty Classic MSK defeated Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. This was this was a good match. However, I have come to realize that if I'm pressed for time, 9 out of 10, the thing that's getting cut from my time is whatever happens in the first three minutes of an NXT match before the commercial. Yep. And Every you're not, single you're not, time, Alex. You're not wrong about that. That's... That's usually what they're, they're everything everything's paced and so like um it's almost always uh starts off uh pretty hot and then the baby faces get control and send the heels to the outside and we'll be back from the commercial and see what happens every time nothing every time you get back to the commercial the heels are in control and they never show you how that switched and we just move on to that part portion of the match and it's just yeah you don't need to do that and and I love chain wrestling one. It's my cardio shit. So when I'm in the ring or I'm in the gym, I got to do some of that. I got to pace myself. I get it. But this is a television show with some of the best conditioned athletes on wrestling TV. Sometimes you don't got to do, well, slap the headlock on, slap the, the hammer lock on. Well, we'll sit out. Well, we'll do that. Some people, why don't you fight? Why don't you change the game plan? Why don't yeah. you run across the ring and go for a flying knee like your your Masvidal against Ben Askren or something? Like, it's just, it's very, it's not the NXT that got us necessarily. Now, they did it for a while, but it's very formulaic. It's very WWE TV. A, 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 lot, a lot of it is is the commercial stuff because... Even when it was on the network, they still had breaks. Yeah. They would, they, but they would all show their own promos for stuff, and they were much shorter. And they didn't build to a break. Like this is just like it's just the same stuff that you're going to see on Raw or SmackDown, where we know there's going to be a commercial in the middle of this match. So anything that happens before that commercial doesn't matter. So wrestle accordingly, fellas. And it's not. I hate it. Hate it. Nerd Guru brings up a good point. Says Beth, Vic, and Wade commentate circles around the entire main roster commentary. I think with the exception of like maybe one or two people, even on the main roster, the commentary over the last three or four months has been so much better than the last few years, because for yeah. the last few years it was, Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, stuff I, like that. I will say on, on this particular night, I did miss Marlo Ronaldo because you know, he would have worked some, some GameStop reference in there. Oh, he's <laughs> higher than GameStop stocks. <laughs> Let me just say, Thank you, Reddit, for the great increase in AMC in which <laughs> I am buying a new TV tomorrow. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. 
Um, <laughs> MSK pick up the win here. Um, earlier, Peter Den dropped off Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch at the arena. But uh, we also see Kurt Stallion interviewed. Uh, Alex, this was a very WWE promo. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about proverbial things, yes. which... <laughs> Please, please walk through this. I, I was waiting for him to throw a horseshoe through a window. Here, here, here's the thing about it, uh, Sean. Um, I was watching AEW at the time because that was because they were in commercial, and they came back, and I looked up and I saw this nondescript fellow sitting in this ring in an interview, and I was, I was like, "That's Tyler Rust." Yeah, that's what they're doing immediately. That's not Tyler Rust. Is that mm-hmm. Ben Carter? Are they bringing Ben Carter over from the UK already? And then I unmuted and said, well, he's not British. So, oh, oh, I don't have no idea who that person is. And I really feel bad about it. But I've I didn't watched, recognize that's who bro, they're talking to. I've watched him wrestle 50 times and I didn't know who it was. And I feel like that's, I feel like a lot of that is on me, but also some of that is on them for not pre- presenting him in a way that I would know why he's being interviewed in such a manner, which is they don't do like, hey, you and this interviewer sit in this ring with nobody around and have a little discussion. Like that's not something they normally do. And this is like before a takeover. So I had no idea what this was happening. Yeah, I I, I like it though. I like switching it up because like I said, the show's getting real formulaic and I don't like that. Like it's getting so formulaic where I'm like, if this gets put on Peacock and on a Thursday night, are we covering it on the post-show podcast? Like, are we, are, that's, quite frankly, Impact post-shows do better viewership right. than NXT post-shows. And yeah. that's just a fact right now. Yeah. Um, I like that they did this, this with Kurt Stallion. I like Kurt Stallion a lot. He gets attacked later on, and I gotta say, Bryant Heath's, Super chat. Angry William Regal makes me so happy. Pop me when he stormed into the room and McKenzie scurried out of there. Bryant, I'm glad you brought this up. Alex, that was a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I I I did love that. I'm seeing some some stuff on the chat about how it's all on us. It's not on them. Well, I think that a lot of it is the fact that Kurt Stallion, correct me if I'm wrong, has never wrestled a match on NXT. He He's doesn't work in NXT. Yes. He only wrestled matches on 205 Live, which again, guys, I'm sorry I stopped watching like two years ago. Like I just can't run into my schedule anymore. So like if he was wrestling weekly or bi-weekly, uh, like bi-monthly on, on t- NXT, I would I would have more knowledge of him. I did love this thing of him being um, there. They we, we found out earlier. Um, earlier in the day, they weren't going to do the Cruiserweight title match anymore. So I like them working a reason into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate him yelling at... at, at like, I love that he yells at, at, um, at Escobar. Was it you? You did this? And he's like, I've been here this entire time. You can ask my two co-conspirators. And they're like, no, he was here. I can vouch for him. Personally, I know he was here. And I mean, like... What are they going to do? And uh, but this also leads into this other thing, where now Karrion Cross is coming after Santos Escobar, I guess, because Santos talked shit in a promo a few weeks ago. We got we got we got Scarlet doing her goth thing. There was a girl who I went to high school with who was like really into the Cure, and she thought she could read tarot cards, and that's what this reminds me of. It seems so 
cheesy and low rent. And I'm like, you guys can do better than than this. If you want to like make me, ah, she's spooky. She controls the dark arts. Like it doesn't work. Dashed uh, my mine and Robert's hopes that Karrion Cross would pop up at the Rumble and we could make Carlos come back and write that article. I was banking on it. He's written nine debut articles in the last year. Oh my gosh. My gosh. But yeah, the, the Karrion Cross thing, cool. It, how much does he weigh? Is he a cruiserweight? Let, let, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Because you never know these days. EC3 is 200. 12 pounds or something like that. Let's see what he's billed at. 265, maybe not. That's water weight. Water weight. <laughs> <laughs> I, you Buddy know, Murphy got down to the, to the correct <laughs> work weight. Who knows? There ain't no way he's 265. No, I've stood next two, to Cross. He's 230, maybe. But 265. <laughs> 265. It's on the Titan scale, guys. I don't know who it was, but they they had him coming down to the ring, weighing in at 238 pounds, and then whoever it was. Later in the match, they they said, oh, all 275 pounds coming down on him in a big splash. Like, if they're announcing the guy at 238, you can't on commentary say that he's 275. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sorry. He might be like 6'3", 6'4", but I'm six feet tall, and I've stood next to him. He ain't 265, man. Like, <laughs> my God. And I don't think he's 6'4 either. All due respect to him. He's a very imposing man. Let me tell you. He had his hands around my throat at one point. <laughs> imposing fella. Whew. My God. But, hey, maybe it can be about no limits instead of about weight limits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe the match against uh, Karrion Cross. Get Santos Escobar on Vince's radar. I know that's what he wants. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's the thing. Kurt Stallion talking about how he's made it if he's won the Cruiserweight title. And I'm like, no, that still won't, get, still won't get you a meeting with Vince. The, the, the last, last week on main event, all four guys on main event were either former Cruiserweight title holders or Humberto Carrillo, who would have won it had he not been called up so early. Like, yeah. main event is where 205 lies go to die. Yeah. Uh, Daniel R says, I realize the answer to my question of who they should push next on AEW is Santana and Ortiz. That ain't a bad answer. Yeah. Not at all. That's a, They have been underutilized. They, they are one of the acts that you could look at on AEW and be like completely underutilized. Now, I know that there's a grander story at play, but they got to emerge from this and, and be better. But Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, as they should, get the win over Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea uh, with Robert Stone. Uh, but Raquel and Dakota getting the win, that's just common sense. You got to go there. They rule. Yeah, and I, I love that they're, they're they're pushing Raquel as as the woman in the tag team. We love Dakota Kai. Um, yeah, she's great. Raquel is being pushed seriously. So, like, in the other uh, tag team matches, we're seeing, like, double team moves winning stuff. But but this is just Raquel Gondela's powering up jesse kamea who is not small jesse yeah. kamea is not a small woman and raquel was picking her up like she's nothing and just choke slamming her into the dirt that was that was great very impressive she needs to be they need to win this tournament and be given a tag team title match that oh, they oh. then win the titles by the way this sunday raquel needs to eliminate like 10 people in a row yes yeah like 10 people in a row yeah 
MC Carvalho says, Melina says she's having surgery soon on her legs on Cameo today. That takes her out of su- surprise Rumble entrant. Where's Zaya Lee? I mean, well, she ain't going to be on TV every week. When when you say where is somebody these this day and age, you, you just don't know. You don't know. And keep in mind, Melina bitched at the dirt sheets for saying yeah, that she had Yeah, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't buying anything that's coming from that direction at all. Um, yeah. Nerd Guru says, oh, how I'd love Raquel powerbombing Charlotte for the win. We still haven't heard that. A title shot is the end game, which is immensely stupid if not. I don't know what you mean. For the for the uh, tag title tournament. Oh, okay, okay. They have not announced that a, there is a women's tag title shot for the winner of the Women's Dusty Classic, which is ridiculous. Like, yeah. if if it's not, why not? And if it is, why not announce it? I don't. It's that because they'll decide that they want it to be as soon as it's over, <laughs> and then just pull the trigger. Well, I yeah. mean, the Riot Squad won three straight tag team matches, and then last week they lost the non-title match. Literally, no reason to not make it for the title. Right. Exactly. I. And and now like this lack of making sense just completely infects NXT too. It's like oh, okay, thanks, thanks for that. Ah, <sighs> so the way are interviewed backstage. We'll get back to them. Tyler Rust destroys a local talent. Uh, Malcolm Bivens cuts a very clearly WWE written promo. Let the man write his own promos mm-hmm. first off. But uh, outside of a couple things, Tyler Rust real good. Yep. Really like him. I love the in-ring selfie. Yeah. I love that. It's different. Nobody else is doing it. Have you seen the photo? Yes, I did. I love the guy, the guy who he beat, like kind of like craning his neck to look up. Like, are they taking a photo of me? I'm still very hurt. Like, it was that's really good stuff. I love it. I, I, he should have had it queued up like right at the very, very second. Yeah, like he was doing it then. Because I mean, I'm sure they they. I know he waited a little bit, but I'm going to show you guys the photo here just because if you didn't see it, it's worth you seeing. And it's such a good thing. It's a good, different. <laughs> Look at him in the corner. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. arm might be broken. Please give me medical attention. I love it. And quite frankly, you just don't see this a lot. Oh, it's so good. It works yeah. perfect. It works perfect. Uh, I'm really enjoying this, and Tyler Russ is a guy that needs a Malcolm Bivens, so I'm all for it. Sure. Daniel W. says, Casey and Caden are highly underrated. I don't think they are after last week. I think they're they're very appropriately rated after mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans defeated Kushida and Leon Ruff. I am okay with this. Leon Ruff takes the pin. Grizzled Young Veterans, pardon my language, fucking rule they are incredible they are great talkers they give me so much hope one of them's a great talker the other guy's functionally a mute one of them i don't but i don't mind that at all i love that actually one of them is such a good talker that i forget the other one doesn't talk (laughs) and that's pretty awesome uh alex what'd you think i thought this was great um uh, leon ruff continues to impress as as a guy who was literally a jobber to like four different people in the span of a month during during the height of the COVID times where there was nobody in the audience, like before the Thunderdome and everything. Um, and there, he was he was treated as such an afterthought and a jobber 
that um, that he was the only guy Austin Theory beat during his losing streak when he came back to NXT. And somebody was like, "Oh no, he didn't. He didn't lose all the matches. He beat Leon Ruff." And I was like, "Well, that doesn't count. It's Leon Ruff." Yeah. And then they did this amazing storyline with him where they made him into an actual serious competitor. And I really love him when he's in the ring now. He's he's doing great stuff. Um, the right op, but he's obviously the right guy between him and uh, Kushida to take the pinfall here. Um, and, and this was all good because. Uh, Leon Ruff, I don't think, is necessarily hurt by this, and Kushida gets to immediately go on to, to have a match with, with Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title, which he should win. Yes. yes. There's no reason that Kushida shouldn't win this title. There's no reason he shouldn't be in the Royal Rumble either. That's an easy layup to get some press. Hey, look, the former NJPW guy is in the match. He should be I in the like Rumble. That. He should win this title. Uh, I think the way is great. I think Johnny's an NXT lifer, but he's always got that option of moving up. I'm surprised that more people haven't tried since they haven't been uh, traveling. Yeah. Well, uh, after all this, the way attacked Leon and Kushida and Dexter Loomis runs them off. I'm I'm over Dexter Loomis as a character. I'm sorry. I got to see something more out of him. Robert... I haven't. I couldn't agree with you more. I, they have nothing here. He's going to go up to the main roster and be the boogeyman without the face paint and the worms. And it's unfortunate, but they're not doing anything. And they got all excited about how, oh, he's a character. And he's so dimensional because he can draw. Not money. He can literally draw. So we're excited. I don't know. I, it's not working for me. I've always said, like, I really love Dexter Loomis. He, I have no idea where his ceiling is beyond creepy guy. Like there's yeah. the, 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 what they're doing with him. I, I think it's an amazing idea with the drawing stuff. He should draw his opponent's futures. Like that would be a really cool thing. Like a guy who can see the future and he draws it and then he gives it to you and you look at it. What the hell is this? And then the next week, that's the thing that happens to you. That'd be a yeah. really cool thing for a guy. But again, where does that get you? Just it's an extra dimensional of the creepy guy. The, I don't know where all of this can go. It would, he'd be interesting as teaming with a guy who did a lot of talking. That might be interesting. Like is this this instrument of malevolence that could be sent after somebody by a higher power? That might be interesting too. But what do you know? Guys, get your super chats in. Leave a thumbs up. We are on the home stretch of the show. We had the list in your boy today. We talked at length about the WWE Peacock deal, as we did yesterday with Brandon Howard Thurston. A great talk there. Also, I predicted uh, or made Royal Rumble predictions with Jesse. Uh, worth checking out. Got two really great interviews this week. Effie, he went in-depth about like marketing, Vince McMahon, a lot of different stuff there. And then we got Ricky Shane Page on Thursday, one of the best heels in wrestling. Does not do interviews a lot. This was completely out of character, and he broke down a lot of intricate heel stuff. Worth you all checking out. And, of course, check out our Royal Rumble watch along this weekend. Tony Storm comes out and cuts a promo. Io Shirai comes out. You got Mercedes Martinez involved. It seems very much like we're getting some sort of triple threat situation here, Alex. And I'm okay with that just because – NXT started almost AEW it, not have their champion around doing much lately. Yeah, uh, uh, T- Tony Storm cutting out a promo saying that that EO 
ruined her shot at being the first ever Dusty Classic winner. Because I like that because she's the first ever NXT uh, uh, UK Women's Champion. Uh, she won that. She won the uh, the May Young Classic. So she she's collecting these kind of accolades. I think that's a good thing for her. But um, but I also love that that when Mercedes comes out to back her up, Tony's like, "No, we're not friends anymore." Get out of my way. I want EO. EO is mine, which means, of course, we're getting a triple threat. EO versus Tony versus Mercedes could be awesome, which I think EO should somehow survive only to be immediately thrust into a one-on-one match with Raquel, which she loses. Like Raquel, I think, needs to be pushed and pushed hard. She's a monster. She's amazing. She already has that amazing pinfall thing over over EO from War Games. You can bring that back as part of the build of their match. Raquel's on another level right now, and I think they need to reward her with that belt. Unless the game plan is to do a rehash of Shayna and Rhea with Mercedes and Raquel, which isn't a bad idea on paper, but Raquel should have gotten the match when she pinned EO at War Games. Yeah. Guys, stop asking us in the chat, where is somebody else? It, there's a there's a million different things that could be with anybody these days. It doesn't mean like, ah, oh, they forgot about them. Not everybody can be on every episode of NXT. Believe me, I wish a lot of them could, yes. but it's just not possible. Uh, we saw a video package for Imperium. Cool. Uh, we saw an interview with Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. I still hate that they dress exactly the same outside the ring. <laughs> it just... Uh, Matching tracksuits, man. You don't do that with your friends, Sean? No, I, if legitimately, if my wife and I like are getting ready to go out and we both got an Adidas shirt on, I look at her and I go, which one of us is changing? We're not going to be thing one thing two at Paramount's Kings Island or, or one of those couples that, that ain't us. Uh, Bronson Reed beat Isaiah Scott. I had little doubt that they would do this because Bronson Reed has won like five matches in a row and they don't do that on accident, Alex. No. Also. Isaiah Scott has been 50-50 to death. So to me, it was like, ooh, do they continue the intentional winning streak or do they continue their habit of 50-50-ing somebody and have Isaiah Scott get 50-50 by winning here? Um, Yeah. I I really love Bronson Reed. Uh, He came out tonight without the, the shoulder lizard. So that's a choice. Maybe they didn't like the shoulder lizard. Maybe it didn't play well to the to the test audiences. Um, I uh, I thought this was a fun match. Like they they were really good together. Um, and uh, they're they're doing a thing. Uh, if you look at Swerve Scott's uh, Twitter, where they're, they're he's kind of breaking. He's kind of he's kind of jokerifying himself. So I would not mind seeing chaotic, crazy, evil uh, Swerve Scott. That would be an interesting way to, to play him. And yes, they're building a Bronson Reed for something. I don't know what that is. I would not be surprised to see him in the Rumble and eliminate a few dudes. He's got he's a giant guy. It would certainly be impressive to people who don't watch NXT. Um, but but again, my my dream is that he winds up going to the main roster and joining uh, Roman Reigns' staple because I think that he would be an amazing addition there as, as the enforcer. I saw some people complaining on the internet that, oh, he's too short. They got to change this name, the Colossus. Have you not seen Taz? Yes. Bronson Reed and Taz kind of have the same build to me. I think they can do a lot with Bronson Reed. Well, we had the main event. You have uh, Balor and O'Reilly defeating uh, the Kings of NXT. And usually I, I hate it when tag champions lose, but 
we're talking two very top guys on NXT right now. So a little bit different. Not like it's a handicap match or anything. But Jim Cranger's stock market fundamentals says, Welcome to Balor O'Reilly Week 3. Prolonged pauses, flattened tension, and subcontacts we're supposed to notice. Like, <laughs> I think this relationship is going well. I don't know. Like, I mean, let's be honest. We talked about how every week it's the same thing. I fully expected like one of them to go, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Are you ready to eat through a straw again for like the fifth <laughs> week in a row? <laughs> like, we get it. You broke each other's jaws. Well, now, now, that, now that they're friends, are they eating through straws together the way couples? Yes. They have, they have two straws two. The, same, the same milkshake. Yes. Now, now they're best friends. So here's what drove me nuts. At the end of the match, they're like, Kyle O'Reilly, very focused on that NXT championship. And I'm like, the one that he just failed to win twice? Clean as a fucking sheet? Yeah. Stop it. This NXT was real bad with rematches a few years ago. Like in the Nakamura, Bobby Roode, Joe era, everyone stretched out over three takeovers, it felt like. Or, Or a TV match, and it's like, oh my god. He lost twice. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. No, they don't need to do that. I, I, I great, great match, by the way. Great, great match. And I really appreciated the, the, the end with, with Balor being the one in peril, getting the tag and, and Kyle O'Reilly just taking everybody out. Um, and that, that finally finished sequence with, with Danny Birch was really good. Good for them. Um, the, the Balor, Balor standing with undisputed era, the, the, the post-match stuff, um, after the beatdown, cause, cause Pete Dunn comes out, they attack Finn, they attack, uh, Kyle, then the rest of the Undisputed Era come out. And there's this weird thing that I felt like they they went off the air a little. Uh, or they, they did it off the air, but they and match ended early. Because there was, I swear to you, 15 to 20 seconds of Finn Balor standing between the UE and them looking at him. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to attack him? And they didn't. Balor just backed away. And it was just like nothing happened for 20 seconds and then vic joseph goes it's chaos here in nxt and i was like that's not chaos man that's it's a really not chaos. long pause of nothing happening uh but yeah um great match i loved the close after pete dunn had ran in and all that stuff and you got balor standing there and you're like you know balor wouldn't be such a bad fit here yeah uh, they, they, they it does seem as though they are hinting at, at creating a a super faction yeah it seems like that is just made for Adam Cole's reveal. I was a villain all along, and I, I'm the one who's NXT champion, not you. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I I keep saying, if I were WWE, I'd be like, because, you know, they want to one-up everybody. I'd be like, you all, you all want to do a super faction? We'll add Finn and AJ to this, and we'll have our own, like, club disputed era faction here and i wouldn't hate it i wouldn't hate it is the thing i'm just saying uh somebody asked if fish is injured yes go over to fightfulwrestling.com go to the resources section it is a great website um and we have a resources section i don't promote this a lot on the podcast but you go to the wrestling tab you go down to resources and we update this like every day Uh, we have a list of inactives. We have the WWE, NXT, AEW, 
Ring of Honor Impact rosters. Uh, we have the 24-7 championship reigns, which, oh boy. We have a free agents list right now. We have things like uh, the Wrestling Code roster. We have the TV viewership numbers, list of wrestlers on Twitch. My personal favorite, who is Dominic Mysterio's father? <laughs> you all can go click on that and and just get your answer to who it really is over there. But Alex Palowski, you are on Fightful Select twice a week. You and a bunch of exclusive news are over there. Yes, uh, the exclusive news I have nothing to do with. But uh, I do uh, I do host Sour Graps uh, twice a week uh, on Tuesdays for Raw, where I, I may or may not uh, turn into the Joker. Um, <laughs> just declare that, you know what? F it, we're all going to die anyway, so what does it matter? Let's burn the whole thing down. Um, but on uh, then I also host uh, on, on Saturdays, I talk about uh, SmackDown, which is much, much much better than raw so i'm it's a, it's a little bit more of a struggle to find things to yell about but that doesn't mean i don't find them robert what you I, to? i'm on fightful every single day of the week if you go over to my twitter account which is right up there in the corner you can see that i'm also in a lot of other places talking about wrestling sometimes i'm reviewing james bond movies on <laughs> fanboys anonymous that's a good time but mostly, I am here on Fightful, just getting the shots up, as Jeremy Lambert would say. <laughs> guys, uh, three specific projects I want you guys to support. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Jeremy Lambert is kicking ass over there. They got some great stuff. Fightful Scraps. It's YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. It is our Clips channel, our compilation channel, our show Clips channel, and sometimes... Uh, stuff that doesn't necessarily fit here. Uh, we don't want to bog down our main channel with clip after clip after clip. So if you want to see those clips, that's where you go. And uh, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Rob Wilkins is leading the charge over there. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. How about this? Today, I broke news of a big Impact Wrestling star whose contract is up this year. Contrary to what Impact has said, how about this? I'm going to let you guys know of another person who signed a contract, contrary to other reports, who claimed that he didn't. That'll be coming this week. And how about some uh, Rumble news tomorrow? How about that? I think I'll drop some of that tomorrow. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.